Don't touch my jewels. Don't touch my jewels. I said, Hey, everyone. Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to our show, Don't Touch My Jewels. I am Juliet, your absolutely exciting host. Welcome on. Everybody all right? Hope you all are staying safe and healthy, okay? Um, the holidays are coming up, so you got to be healthy. Anyway, I am so excited, especially today. Ooh! You want to guess why? Okay, 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 I'll tell you. It's my birthday week. Yay! In fact, today is the actual day. Today is my birthday, and I am really, really grateful and blessed seeing another birthday. Yes, a year older. Oh, time passes so quickly, doesn't it? I have been reflecting on the 50 plus years I have had the privilege on being on this earth, and it's a lot to review, but mostly... I am happy and contented, particularly when I look at my two amazing daughters, I smile. You know that proud, comforting, mission-accomplished sigh of relief smile? That's the one. I will elaborate more on the next episode, and I'll also give you a joke about me going to the liquor store and buying liquor to celebrate my birthday. Mind you, I'm a cheap drunk. I don't even drink. It was just something on my bucket list I wanted to do. So I'll elaborate next time. Stay tuned. (laughs) So in the meantime, let's talk. I am hoping you listen to part one of the two-part series, Conversing with the Bettons. This is a couple with a friendship that surpasses their 30 years of marriage. They candidly talked about how they are coping with menopausal symptoms, midlife, and supporting each other during this time. During the conversation, oh my God, it was so hard to hold back my laughter. They are a funny couple. (laughs) I hope you will enjoy the second half of the conversation as much as I did. Getting another person's perspective battling the beast, you know, aka menopause, helps in so many ways. For one, knowing you are not alone goes a long way. Also, and more importantly, there is nothing to be ashamed of. You hear me? Nothing to be ashamed of. It's a transition that all women and men goes through at some degree, whether it be light or extreme. If anyone in their 50s acts and pretends it's fine and dandy and it's just glorious going through midlife. They are lying to you. I'm telling you, they're lying. So when they do that, you know what you do? Laugh out loud. Like I do at times when I ask the question and they act like, oh, they're not going through menopause and you see them sweating like hell. I just laugh out. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I laugh. Oh, by the way, When my daughters hear me laugh like that, they would say, Mom, can't you use your inside laughing voice? You are embarrassing us. So I would ask, what the hell is the inside laughing voice? They said, laugh like the bougie rich people at a formal dinner you always go to. So I said, laugh like how? And they said, like this. (laughs) 
And I said, what the heck? You really want me to laugh? <laughs> and they said, yes, mom, that's perfect. Oh, my daughters keeps me alive, I'm telling you. They keep me in touch with everything, and they spare nothing in letting me know when I'm embarrassing them. Uh, if you have grown kids, you know what I mean. It's like you're the child, and they're now the adults. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, when those people say they're not going through anything, laugh out loud. When, when you do that, at least you know you are comfortable knowing that you have recognized your transition. You are dealing with your symptoms and if there are any issues. And you are having conversations with your loved ones or your besties. Again, more importantly, you are living the best way you can under the circumstances. Because you're not lying to yourself. You are already conquering the beast when you do that. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. And remember to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. In fact, we have a few surprises this week. I think we are planning on going live tomorrow on Instagram. So plan on hanging with us for a few minutes. We have a little bit of surprise for you. Now, buckle up. Enjoy the conversation with the Bettons. That's coming up. See you later. Thanks, guys. And happy birthday to me. everyone. We are back with our exciting interview with Sandy and Junior. Last, we were talking about their relationship and how Sandy, as a result of her hysterectomy, she dived straight into menopause and the symptoms. Uh, the symptoms ha has her stumped just as I was experiencing so many symptoms that was going on. Junior her husband was writing them down and, and telling her the symptoms that she has been experiencing, which was funny. I wanted to continue our conversation with Sandy and Junior. Wanted to talk about with both of you support. So welcome back, Sandy and Junior. Sandy, what support are you getting medical? from your doctor and from your 30-year partner, Junior? To be honest with you, I've gotten better support from home than the doctor. I, uh, I have a sister that's, um, that's an, she's an RN and I'll explain. She's going through menopause as well. Boy, when she tells me about the things that she, it's kind of scary. You know, I'm pretty sure she's at her 36th symptom. <laughs> but... <laughs> It's like, you know, I, I told her that I needed to get, you know, I think I need to get some medication or whatever. And she, you know, she basically said that the doctor should be helping me. And, you know, based on my blood work and all that stuff, able to determine what type of assistance they can give me med with medicine. But that hasn't happened. However, the support system I have at home, speaking to Junior right now and 
since I've been experiencing on a full-time basis, he has, he's given me the opportunity to let me be me. So I'm not stressing too much of the fact that, you know what, I have to try to overcompensate on the way I'm feeling, which which helps a lot. He just lets me be me and um, he doesn't question it too much because if he was, I would probably be bawling every five minutes on the floor <laughs> or whatever. If I go away, if I'm experiencing something and I'm sitting by myself, I don't get any any interruptions and stuff. So right. that I- helps. And, and I'm glad you, you have that because I've spoken to other couples and they tell me that I know one in particular told me she was on the brink of a divorce with the symptoms that she was going through. It was that irritating and frustrating for both of them. Junior, having a 30-year marriage, <laughs> that's a partnership. To me, and I'm sure to my listeners, that sounds like you both are in tune with each other. As a spouse, do you understand what your wife is going through? At the beginning, no. At the beginning, I thought she was just being miserable. It's a part of getting old. And... um you know, she's becoming like our parents, our grandparents. But, <laughs> um, and, and I was too. And then the more I understood and started going to the doctors with her and going through it, I realized that, you know, hey. Oh, so you were, sorry, you were going to the doctor with her. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You hear that, listeners? This husband was accompanying his wife to the doctor. So some of you may probably take that suggestion or advice and do that as well, because that, I'm sure, helped with, oh yeah, it with did. understanding. It mm-hmm. did. I mean, I mean, I'm going back to the fact that um, quick, even with our hysterectomy, we planned it together. So I would be off from work and I would be there to help her when she came home and she was um, recovering. You know, I stayed home for um, the first four days with her. Oh wow! And um, to make oh, sure- I have to stop you right there. We are going to find out. Well. We, I'm sure you want to find out if he has any brothers because this husband is awesome. And I am so proud to say that he is my cousin. Oh, my goodness. You may ask the question, does he have any brothers, Jules? He does have two stepbrothers. They're in New York, but I'm sure they are taken. Sorry. Uh, I'm unique. I'm just one of a kind. <laughs> so sorry about that. No, but yeah, no. you but said you stayed home. With I stayed home for right? four, the full four days. I did stay home, and then after that, um, you know, she she was home primarily in bed. And before I left for work, I made sure I fixed breakfast, and then I fixed lunch, and then I'll be home in time to fix dinner. Oh my so God. I, I I didn't. So it was always laid off for her because I knew what she was going through. Right. And then I had to adjust myself. I had to adjust with the, the mood swings and, and then realize it. And one of the things that I realized that helped a lot was laughter. Right. And I made her laugh a lot. And sometimes when she was going through her depression and going through her stuff, I could tell. But I just made her laugh. And we, we laughed a lot. And to the point, sometimes she would, you know, she would tell me, even during, after the surgery, don't let me laugh so much. You're going to let me bust my stomach out or something like that. <laughs> but we laughed a lot. And, um, so I went through that. I learned to deal with the hot sweats and uh, the, the cold sweats, the hot flashes, whatever it is. I learned to, <laughs> I learned to sleep with a comforter. And I knew when to take it off and when to put it on. Because in the, in, in the beginning, I used to get up and turn the, the air condition up because the priestess was freezing. Right. And then she would get up and then turn it down. And then I, I was like, you know what? Um, I'm being a little bit insensitive, so I, I learned. So I learned to start sleeping with a comforter. 
Right. When whenever it, it got cold, I went on my comforter. When it got hot, I took it off. <laughs> you know, so but I realized that helped her. Right. And with that helping her, that helped me. And I heard Sandra that you hey, you said you told Junior not to pay the electric bill. No, I made sure I take care of that. <laughs> Yeah, we're, 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 we're pretty much right. Yeah. Yeah. The bills in the house, you know, it's, it, it, it was, you know, we, we were unified in that, yeah. in that sense. And, you know, I noticed after a while, I was like, where's the electric bill? And, and I, the electric bill is in my name. Right. Then the password changed, everything changed. I was like, and then I know I wasn't seeing the bill, but the light was still on. I'm like, and she's Lights like, oh, always be well, it, 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 I'm taking care of that. So it's it's and and then I realized, you know, it's not that she we were afraid that the bills were gonna be cut off. It's just that she knew how we are and how conservative we are in a sense when it comes down to our bills and we make sure we try to be trying to stay within our means. We don't right. try to live above our means. And that part of it was was so much that the, the air condition was just going. And I realized, hey, you know, this is what she wants to do, this is what she needs to do for her peace of mind. So I allow her to do that, and 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 I just support her in that in that respect. When she wakes up in the morning and she's moody, and I could tell it's going to be one of these days, <laughs> I probably you know keep quiet sometimes, or I'll do something to make her start laughing. If she feels that she doesn't want to come out of bed, I'm up and I'm going to fix breakfast, lunch, dinner. I'm going to do everything that's possible to do it. I I like I told her, I don't care. I'll do anything to support her. I'll do the laundry. I do, I don't care. I do everything there it is to support her. Because I realized her body is going through changes. Right. And it helped me because I realized my body is going through changes. Okay. And um, so that helped. I mean, I just try to support her in the best way possible. It's not easy, guys. And I'm being honest. I don't know you want to get on. But, you know, it, it's something that you have to just make your mind up and say, hey, if I'm going to ride this out, I'm going to ride it out for the good and for the bad. Sandra, you know you're lucky. Yeah, I do. And, um... Not many husbands like Junior no, out it, there. It, that's, the, that's, the, that's, the big, that's the big difference because, um, yeah, I've heard some horror stories. And I mean, you know how, I don't know, sometimes they said, you get a paper, you write down the good, and then you write down the bad, and mm-hmm. then you see. And yeah, the, the good always far outweighs the bad. Oh, so, I am sure some of my listeners are out there saying, well, she's lucky too. Yes, he knows he's lucky to have he's her a, in his life. He is, he can be he's he can be annoying because to be honest with you, he does everything. So okay. I mean, I, I'm not yeah. You can't you complain. Might think that's a complaint, but you can't complain. Yeah. Um, Let me be grateful, Junior. You talk about uh, giving Sandra the support that she needs, and I think you go above and beyond. That's just exemplary. That That is support in itself that is missing from many, many of us. So keep up the good work. But you extending yourself to her, how are you coping being a man in his 50s? Ah, it has its challenges. It does. Um, it has its challenges. When you got to the threshold of 50, what was in your mind? You know, they say when people get to 50s, it's as if they're old, they're going to go through midlife crisis, they're going to be balding, they're going to have a beer belly, they're going to be wearing toupee, they're going to stuff themselves in one of those sports cars to um, I had to tell get... him he was 50. 
Hello, you are 50. So when you when you were getting close to 50 or when you got to 50, anything changed? Um, Physically, not really. I think the hardest part of me turning 50 was, you know, coping with mentally. Because then I realized, wow, you're 50. <laughs> Half a century, right? And I'm like, wow. And then I realize and I look back and I'm like, everything that I've accomplished in my life. And I'm like, whoa. But I'm grateful because, um, you know, most of my friends that are 50 are coming on 50. We're still relatively active. And then in talking to some of them, I realize it's for us, it's mostly mental dealing with that part of it. Yeah, we slow down a bit, a lot sometimes. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's mentally has been the most challenging part for me. Not the physical aspect. Of it. This is just a teaser because in future episodes, we are going to sit down just with the men to find out how they are coping with life after, at or after 50. So let's get provocative because I do promise my listeners we are going to get steamy and provocative at times. And since I have a couple here of 30 years partnership with both of you in your 50s and Sandra, you're going through menopause. How is the sex life? Come on, spill the beans. That's it. There's no beans. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, spill the beans. There's some of us out there who are in our 50s and we ain't getting nothing because sometimes we don't feel like we want anything we're cranky. Some of us just say, let's just get it over with. For me, I ain't getting none. So come on, spill the beans for us out there. Really? 30, 30 years of marriage. Come on, something must be going on. Well, I, I, I must say menopause has happened. <laughs> it really has. And um, it's been very challenging. Like I said, with the weight gain and everything, nice. it's... it's it's not, it's not, to me for right now, it's not the same because there are things that are not, that for you not to feel good about yourself. Right. But like I said, Junior is very, has been very, very understanding and stuff. And it's, that has helped a lot. I'm, and I'm, I'm waiting and hoping that things change very fast because I wouldn't want it, uh, change for the better because I wouldn't want it to get, you know. I'm having the difficulty of dealing with weight gain and all of that stuff, and right. I'm not feeling feeling my best right now. So to me, that has, within itself, hampered me a whole lot in in my intimacy. And the reason I ask that question is not so much to get up all in your beeswax no. and your business. But like I said, I've spoken to other couples who stated that Having the woman going through menopause is challenging for both parties on so many different levels. Because, as you said, gaining weight, not feeling self-assured, going through these, these symptoms that is irritating and disruptive. Who really thinks about sex or wanting to have sex or make love to their partner? Not many women. And that can cause situation because, you know, if the man isn't getting anything and has a cranky wife, he comes home to some husbands who are not as patient as Junior. You know, when they come home and their wives are cranky or girlfriends are cranky and they're not getting 
their needs satisfied at home, then what do they do? So for you, Junior, you want to help us out in understanding that portion of the relationship? I understand um, her, 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 um, her skepticism when it comes on to sex and, um, and stuff. And, um, you know, we, 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 were, we were a lot more active prior to her you know, feeling the way she feels about her body and stuff like that. And also about the fact that I, too, you know, um, got older and sex was not as a large factor in our relationship like it used to be when we were younger and we used to get at it. It's just that I'm not saying we don't have it. And we do, but it doesn't define our relationship. We're intimate together. We, we cuddle, we hug, you know, and it, the physical act of it, you know, we're not humping every night, no. He said it. I like him these two dogs. <laughs> okay. No, we're not. But not humping on all night, all week long, okay? Right. But you know, uh, um, you know, we, we we still enjoy sex. We still do. We still enjoy each other. You know, when when we were prior to children and work and other things, yeah, we used to a lot, a lot. <laughs> and then it became less. And it became less. And, you know, to the point sometimes it's if she comes out, she's miserable and she don't want to be touched. And I understand that if I, you know, if I if I try and she's in one of her moods and I try to touch her and she's not feeling it, I understand. And you know, I know. Okay, fine. I understand she's going through it. So I, I respect that, and, and and I know that. And there are times when she's going to be in the mood and she touches me, and um, I want to play like I have a headache, but yeah, I gotta go through it. And, no, we'll make it work. Honestly, <laughs> we do. And, and that's the, the key for it is that we make it work. Right. We do make it work. We do make it work. It, and it, we don't let that part of our relationship define how we're going to be with each other. Right. You know, we just make it work. I am glad you explain you express that because, like I said, there are couples out there that are having trouble. There are couples out there that's on the brink because of either lack of understanding, lack of compassion, not being there as they should for their partners to understand exactly what we go through when we say we're going through menopause. Guys, I cannot thank you enough for expressing and, and opening your door to my listeners. I am hoping that whatever it is that you said can be a tool, a resource for my listeners. Any, I know in future episodes, you guys will come back on. Of course, you have to, because I ask <laughs> uh, strongly and forcefully. You are awesome, awesome relatives, and I love you very much. Are there any advice you want to leave for our listeners? I don't know if advice other than, I mean, it depends because we're a couple, so it's different. Right. We have, you have to have an understanding. If you don't, you're not going to, you know, I can understand people going apart. Right. We're dealing with, you know, in situations like this, but just have to have an understanding. Menopause is not something that, you know, you're taught. He had to read up about it and I had to, you know, to read up about different things I found out about. And it happens, It, it it's not going to work unless you guys you know, work, communicate and work together with it. Right. It's just not. When I tell you I'm feeling hot, I'm feeling hot. Right. You're like, oh, you know. Hot for sex or yeah. hot? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you know, you, you, you turn around and you don't just, you know, you're not, you're not ignoring me, but you're like, okay, so you're going to turn your ear down or something or whatever. 
Right. You know, stuff like that. You just have to have an understanding. And communicate. And I think that's the biggest part. Yeah. And if I could take anything away for your listeners, and I'm saying, I, I, I understand where you're going through, Juliet, and mm-hmm. as, as a relative of yours and stuff. Um, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to tell people what you're going through. You know, I, I'm, I'm fortunate that I have Sandra to help me go through what I'm going through, and she has me to help her go through it. You know, the stigma of this illness, and it is an illness, that we go through. Sometimes we don't have to go through it alone. Right. And and that's the part of it that I think people need to understand is that, you know, you shouldn't go through this alone. Going through it alone will cause more harm, harm than, than good. Sometimes you need to talk and express yourself, you know, to someone, whether a friend, a family member, you know, a psychologist. I don't, but you, you just can't. You can't do it alone. Can't do it alone. You just can't do it alone. You have to seek help and um, and, and, and and don't be afraid. There should not be a stigma on this thing and, or any illness that um, there is. There shouldn't be because whatever you're going through, somebody else out there is probably going through the same thing and needs that help to help get them through it. So, you know, I, I just say communicate. She and I talk a lot. We laugh a lot. That helps big time. Laughter is tremendous. Yes, it is. Awesome. I I am thinking and hoping that this podcast around grown folks' uh, situations and us stressing on menopause helps as well. Because, yes, for me, there was a stigma of shame, unworthiness, growing old, being unaccepted, and being stigmatized. Those were things that I was afraid of until I was urged to start this podcast, as you guys know. I'm hoping that, you know, people will listen, they'll pass it pass it on to others, and I hope they get something out of it. Guys, love you very much, and I thank you so much for helping this cause. Thank, thank you, you, guys. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you.